Welcome to the Thundercast. I'm your host, Connor Sanders, alongside McKay Pett. Um, we're out here, you know. McKay, how how you handling this semester? I, th- I think it's a, it's kind of been a slow crawl, but how you feeling? Well, I made this really, really bold decision at the start of the semester to go to Hawaii for two weeks. Yep. And uh, that, that wasn't um, probably the best way to start a semester. Okay. Uh, but I, I feel like I'm, I'm getting caught up in everything, and it's just it's cruising along right now. I feel like these... Uh, Thursdays that we're we're on here chatting are just just coming and going like crazy, so it's it's flying. Yeah, no, it feels like every time I see you, I'm like, hey man, what are we gonna do for the show? And then all of a sudden, it's time for yep. the show. So yep. I'm not gonna lie to you, McKay, I'm not having the greatest day. Why not? So last night, so I talked to one of my professors. I'm in a fiction class right now. Okay. And I'm chatting it up with him. He's saying, hey man, your story's due today, Thursday. He's saying next time. So I talked to him about this on Tuesday. He's like, yeah. Just bring it in on Thursday. I'm like, sick. Has to be 12 pages. Work my butt off on it. <laughs> Show up to class this morning. So last night, I worked on it from like 4 to like 1 in the morning. About. Like intermittently taking breaks. Woke up early at 6. Came to the library. Finished it out. Showed up for class at 9 today. And there were already three stories there. So my story wasn't due today. It wasn't due until oh, next no. Tuesday. So I just spent all that time working on it. And it's not even... in gonna be due until another few days from now so it's been a rough start to my thursday but i think i'm ready to to get some good energy going get some good vibes out into the ether for sure well at at least at least you have the assignment done though that's true Uh, you gotta look at that positive it the problem with being in an english major though is that now i'm behind like i have to read half of a novel by tomorrow Oh, okay and i was supposed to get caught up on it yesterday it's just it's a whole flummox you know it's just a whole flummox. The life of student athlete, not even student athlete, just regular student. Yep. <laughs> Can't imagine how they do it. It just sounds miserable. But, you know, we've got some SU basketball today. We've got um, some discussion on the NFL Combine. We're going to talk about the Utah Jazz a little bit. Uh, and then also today we've got power rankings, top five local restaurants in Cedar City. You're not going to want to miss that with the editor-in-chief of SU News. So um, SU men's basketball, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I love SU men's basketball, love supporting the team. Recently, just been a little disappointed by the last few results. McKay, I know you are an SUU basketball truther through and through, but looking at the conference record, seven and nine right now with two home games left and then two more on the road before they're out here. 14 and 13 overall. I've been thinking a lot about this season. Um, There were such high expectations coming in, right? And it made sense that there would be such high expectations. You have probably your second best year in program history last season. Um, You finish 500 for the first time since 2006 you make the collegeinsider.com tournament get to play postseason basketball here in cedar city and then you get to add john knight the third you get to add jacoby long you get to add david Njai, and you get Dwayne morgan back from injury because he missed last season all but four games and so it just it seemed like you know what like if this team is good enough to be a semi-finalist in the big sky conference who's to say they're not good enough to go and win it all and I think that those expectations have had a significant impact on what has actually happened out there on the court because everyone is expecting so much. Last season, they came out of nowhere. They were a fun story, um, really surprised a lot of teams. And now we're looking at a team that people understood was going to be good and they are taking them seriously. And so you find themselves in eighth place in the conference right now with only four games remaining. McKay, tell me some of your thoughts on the SU basketball team. Yeah, well, I, I think you've... Uh I mean, you summarized it pretty good on, <laughs> on the expectations going into the season. And um, these last few weeks have obviously been a bit of a letdown. But yeah. 
I think you look at you know what's still to be played, and um, this team can still reach their goal of, of winning the conference tournament. They can still reach that goal of making it to the tournament. Um, we know that they've got the talent. We, we've seen yeah. this team go into Provo and nearly beat a team that just beat Gonzaga. Uh, they've gone into Big Ten territory and beat Nebraska on the road. Um, they had and some Nebraska's big, had a good season. Yeah, so like we know that this team has that talent and they have that ability. Um, they're obviously in a slump right now, but you look at what they've got coming up this week. They've got Eastern Washington tonight at home, uh, and then Saturday senior night against Idaho, and then next week they they go on a really tough road trip to Montana. So um, four big yeah. big regular season games left. Um, and then you go into that conference tournament. And really what I've been thinking is last year, uh, they went to that conference tournament pretty on, on, on a downhill trend from what I remember. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they were not doing too well going in that conference tournament. Um, you know, but we know the story. They go in there, they, they beat Idaho State that first round, beat Northern Colorado, and then hang tough with Eastern in, in the semis. So, um, I mean, just because they're, they're down right now, I don't think it means the season is over by you know, any stretch. And, you know, as, as we approach March, um, crazy things happen. We, we all know that. that that's the beauty of, of basketball in March. Yeah. So I don't think all hope is lost by any means. They, they can still make some noise. They just got to get it together. Yeah, I, I agree with my fan side of my heart. But just logically looking at how the team has performed, um, they haven't really instilled a lot of confidence in me over the last four games coming off this four-game losing streak. Now they face the second best, arguably the best team in the conference. Montana and Eastern Washington have been battling back and forth all season. They face Eastern Washington tonight. Um, interesting to note, Montana, they have lost to zero Big Sky opponents at home this season. Maybe SU can change that. I mean, SU played them really tough when they were here. Um, Idaho should be kind of a walkthrough. But what's interesting about the Big Sky Conference standings as you look at them is you've got the top three, unquestionable, Montana, number one, 13 and three. Eastern Washington, number two, 12 and four. Northern Colorado, 12 and four. And then you start going down, and then it's nine and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight, seven and nine, seven and 10. So from, two, from what, third place to ninth place is all separated by two games. So yeah, there's a lot still left, left to be decided. There's still a lot left to be settled. But the problem is, is that SU isn't playing any of those teams that's going to be in the shuffle. They're playing against Bottom Dwellers, Idaho the Eastern Washington, who is in second place, Montana. The only team they play from that group is Montana State, who is currently in fifth place, which means that most of what's happening with their seeding is out of their own hands. And that's really tough to deal with. Um, they need that first round conference by. I know that there's a lot of depth on this team. I know that they can go 10, 11 deep if they need to. But no team has done it. There's a reason no team has done it. We saw it last season. When SU played against Eastern Washington in the Big Sky Conference semifinal, they looked gassed. They couldn't keep up with them because Eastern Washington didn't have to play three games in three days. You know, so I, I'm really, my heart wants SU to do well, but I'm really scared that um, just the mix of things that have happened is making it so maybe that ceiling that we all know that they can reach might not be a level that they can achieve right now. But we'll see as... Uh, as SU approaches these last four games, there's just so much to contemplate. Like these are, these are the, there's no more time to sort things out. There's no more time to, to figure things and contemplate and, and, and work on the rotations. Like it is go time now. You have four games left in your season for Dwayne Morgan and Andre Adams. Um, and the third senior is escaping my mind right now. Uh, Cameron. Cameron Leeton. Yep. This is the, this could be the end of your basketball career, you know? This could be your last chance. They really have to push it. 
Um, I'm sure you think that they have the minimum that in them. Tell me why. Um, just because we've seen what they can do earlier in the season. Yeah. Uh, it's not like they've played poor the entire season. We, we've seen them get it together. We've seen them shoot the ball well. Uh, I think back to that Long Beach State game um, right yeah. before Christmas. And that team, they just got so hot. And, and they even started a little bit slow in that game, but they got hot. They got confident. Um, and that's that's the team I, I know they're in there somewhere. Yeah. They just need to get that confidence. And, I mean, I know that's easier said than done when you're on a bit of a, a losing streak right now. Um, but we, we got a big, big home game tonight against uh, Eastern, who is second in the in the conference right now. So Yeah. Um, it's a huge chance to swing momentum. It, yeah, it's a huge chance. You win this game, and there's a good – I mean, you should definitely beat Idaho uh, on yeah. Saturday for senior night. And then you're going to the Montanas with a two-game road streak so or a two-game uh, win streak. So um, – it is an uphill battle right now, but I definitely think that's it, it's in there somewhere. Yeah, I think this team is built to be successful in the conference tournament. Like I remember talking to Andre Adams about how they don't really feel down when they lose because they know that all that matters is what happens in March. And I totally understand, but teams have adjusted to this SCU attack in a way that's been very, very disheartening if you're an SCU fan. All of a sudden, teams that just get back on defense and uh, don't let John Knight or anyone try and actually get into the lane have had so much success against SUU. So it's tough to figure out. I think it's stuff that they can do, but they need a huge performance against Eastern Washington tonight to really set things off toward the end of the season. Because like I said, going to Montana, that's not exactly the confidence booster you need before the Big Sky Conference no, tournament. I mean, we, we went there last year, and uh, I lived in Montana for a little bit, and you wouldn't expect the fan bases there to be that rowdy, but yeah. trust me, when there's uh, nothing else to do in the winter, they, they go all out for their for their basketball team. So um, two really tough places to play. That's a tough road trip, um, you know, but maybe that's the, the type of challenge they need to rally together. Yeah, absolutely. Well, We'll keep an eye on that, and we'll keep an eye on how they progress as the uh, conference uh, play continues to unfold. But just what's interesting, too, is looking at this team, statistically, they haven't been that bad. I mean, they're in the top four in scoring offense. They're number three in scoring defense. They're number three in scoring margin. Um, They have the fourth-best field goal percentage. They have the best defensive field goal percentage. The only things that they're really struggling in is three-point shooting and assists, and it's in game-to-game scenarios, like statistically, SU has been pretty solid. There's no specific areas other than three-point shooting that you can point to and say, that's what's wrong, that's what's not working. And even games where they haven't shot the ball well, they've won. So it almost feels like it's a game-by-game kind of analysis you have to do with this SU team. How do they match up? How do they compare? Um, but it's a lot to figure out. It's a lot to still contemplate with only a short amount of time remaining. But there is two games separating Northern Arizona, who's in fourth place, from Sacramento State, who is, I believe, in 11th, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th. Now they're in ninth place. So you have so much ground you can cover. So many of these teams play each other. Um, SU has a really good chance of crawling up, but really it's going to come down to how Northern Arizona does against Montana State, how Portland performs, how Sacramento State performs. And then Weber, who we were just talking about, SU needs to avoid Weber in the first round. If they don't earn the conference, they don't earn the first round bye in the conference tournament, then, okay, there's some teams that they probably have a good chance against, Idaho, Idaho State, Portland State, Sacramento State, maybe. Um, but 
if they have to try and take on Weber, that could be very, very scary. And Weber right now is seventh place in the conference. So they could end up in like a 4-5 matchup. They could end up in, in one of those first-round games, and that would be very dangerous for SU. So that's something to keep an eye on. Also something to keep an eye on, Idaho State has lost 11 straight basketball games. That's just incredible. I just wanted to point that out. Um, <laughs> let's move over to the women's side. Uh, we were kind of talking about this. I don't know if it's really a fair assessment, but women's basketball right now, 15-10, and 9-7 and in conference play, 11-2 and two at home. They traveled to Eastern Washington, who's not uh, had a great season in the women's uh, side of things. We're talking almost like men's basketball should have had the season the women's basketball is having. Yeah. Um, women's basketball... 15 and 10, this is more wins than their last two seasons combined. If they win three more games, or maybe even just two now, they will pass their winning total for the last three seasons. So a senior like Rebecca Cardenas will have won more games in one year than she had in her previous three. That's wild. Talk about an accelerated rebuild. Tracy Sanders is taking this program from, really, she found pretty empty cabinets. That's what Hayden Coombs likes to say. Empty cabinets is what she had to start working with. Now it's turned into a very, very successful program, nine and seven in the conference. Um, we'll see how they how they close things out down the stretch, but it's weird to see these teams kind of in a flip position. We were kind of expecting the opposite, you know. You got any any perspective on the women's basketball team you want to share? I think it's just exciting. You mentioned it, Coach Sanders. She's done a phenomenal job with this team, and we talk a lot about the importance of getting that first round by. And the women's team—they're right there. They're in sixth place. Um, They've got that a game against Eastern tonight. Like you said, Eastern's not playing too hot, so they should be able to get a, a win there. And then uh, next week, you've got the Montanas. Montana State's in first place. And yeah. then the really big one, though, it's yep. going to be that Montana Grizz game. Uh, they're uh, they're tied with them right now for that for that five seed. So um, it, it's exciting. If they can get that first round by, I think that that shock a lot of people. Uh, and yeah, I think that... SU was picked to finish 10th in the, the preseason coaches poll. Now they're fighting for a first round bye. You're absolutely right. Yep. So, I mean, it's, it's exciting for them. Uh, they've worked really, really hard. It's be fun to see what they do. Yeah, so that Montana game, senior night at home, last game of Becca Cardenas' career. Um, she's leading the conference in points per game and steals. Um, I've heard some debate that she might not even be a first-team all-conference player. That's just ridiculous to me. I think Becca deserves player of the year consideration Absolutely. in the Big Sky Conference. Do and they announce those before the tournament? I, I want to say it's before the tournament. I don't remember. I, I think it is. Yeah? Um, we'll have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah, she'll, she'll go off in the tournament if she's not in it. Maybe, honestly, it might be better for it, Becca it, to get it might be, I mean, I, angry Becca is dangerous for other teams. So Yeah. Can you imagine if... Uh, this team somehow made a run. I mean, Montana State's 15-1 and one right now yeah. in the conference. So, I mean, there's always an outside chance. Upsets can happen. But the top four of the conference in women's basketball is a little – it's a lot like the top three on the men's side. Got Idaho, Idaho State, NAU, and Montana State, who have just been rock solid all season. But SU has thrown punch for punch. They beat Northern Arizona here. They've thrown punch for punch with Idaho, and they have been on par with Idaho State as the season has worn on. So – That'll be really fascinating to see. They're on a three-game winning streak. They have two more games at home. They could definitely leapfrog Montana and take that fifth-place spot because uh, Montana's closing games aren't exactly easy either. I think they have uh, they have NAU second place in the conference. They have Sac State, 
who looked very good against SUU, just completely out of nowhere. Then they have to go to UNC and come here. So there's definitely a chance that they could get that first-round bye. Absolutely. Can you imagine how sad it would be for men's basketball to not get that first-round bye while we're all watching SCU women's basketball get the chance? Um, it'd be interesting to see. But talking about seniors for men's and women's basketball, saying goodbye to six players in total with Becca Cardenas, Ashley Larson, and Harley Hansen, and then who are two transfers as well. This is kind of fascinating. But uh, men's basketball with Cameron Leeds and Dwayne Morgan – and uh, David Njai, sorry, isn't Njai? A- yeah, Njai and then Andre Adams. Andre Adams so there's too. there's four from there's men's. four. Okay, yep. yeah. So there'll be seven. Moving on, all of these guys are transfers. Uh, I think Becca's the only one who spent the entire time here at SUU. It just makes me think about how crazy it is in this modern era of Division One basketball. Nobody sticks it out, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it's what it's encouraging for both programs the way they've been able to accrue talent outside of themselves, go elsewhere. You look at a player like you at a lot for the men's team who will be an instant performer next season. Uh, it's encouraging to see the, the progress that's being made. Even if SU hasn't had, if the men's team hasn't had the season they're expecting, it's still one of the three best teams in program history, in my mind. And they've got a lot to prove still, but you can see that everything is on the right track here in terms of basketball. We'll see what happens as the conference tournament comes, but it's just an exciting time, and it puts a lot of pressure, interestingly, on the rest of SSU athletics because the basketball team is showing, hey, like, doesn't matter. We're small. We're not in the most ideal location. Recruiting isn't the easiest thing to do here, but we're finding a way. And so when you look at programs who have new coaches like soccer and softball, look at programs like volleyball who's had a, a successful season, it's an encouraging time for SSU athletics in a way that over the last, what, 20 years we really haven't seen. Like it's been gymnastics, it's been track and, cro- and cross country. It hasn't really been all of the other athletic uh, teams making those big contributions. So it's really encouraging sign. I know you work in the athletic department. I know you, everybody, very good friends and excited about the progress of things here. But can you talk about just like the morale of athletics as uh, these teams are really proving themselves? Well, it's, it's exciting. Uh, and I, I, I know when I got here, um, I believe it was – coach Simon's second year with yeah. the men's team. It was Tracy's first year. And those two have just been great examples of, of building something, you know, from yeah. the ground up. And um, obviously they haven't met their goals yet. They're still pursu- pursuing those, um, but they've really just raised the bar and they, they've raised the expectation. And, um, and when you work in an athletic department, especially a smaller athletic department like this, I think that type of mentality just carries around everywhere. Um, so they're, they're setting the bar. Um, but it's, it's a great athletic department to work in. A lot of excitement, a lot going on. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it's interesting. It almost puts like a little pressure on football. It's like, hey, guys, basketball, getting big wins. Basketball is, uh, is contending for the conference title in a, an outside way, I guess. Um, we'll see how football responds to that. I'm excited for spring practice is, what, two weeks out now? Yeah. So the start of spring brawl, so I'm very excited. <laughs> already rolling through there. Still need to has no official of uh, announcements on defensive coordinator as of yet, right? Uh, not that I know of. No. Okay, so we're still looking for a defensive coordinator. That'll be something to monitor for SUU. But uh, we'd like to welcome a new guest to the show, Cassie Harmon, editor in chief of the University Journal. Woo And SUUnews.net, separate entities, all run by one Cassie. Cassie, how are you doing? <laughs> Man, I'm so excited to be here right now. You have no idea. 
Yeah, so we're looking at top five restaurants, local restaurants in Cedar City. This is a hotly contested debate because there aren't very many <laughs> restaurants, local restaurants in Cedar City. You think something like the University of Utah, they just couldn't do something like this. It's impossible. There's too much. Too much Perks to pick from. living in a small town. Exactly. But, Cassie, how, how are you managing things over at the Journal and with SU News? I know you're close to graduating here. How are you feeling in the tail end of your experience as a college student? Well... It's kind of like a whirlwind of emotions, to be completely honest. Like, part of me is so excited to be done with school. Um, I only have seven weeks left, but who's counting? Yep. Um, but then another part of me is like, I finally feel like I understand my job completely and I'm doing good at it. <laughs> and I mean, in seven weeks, I'm done with it. So it's really hard because I feel like I finally get everything. And now it's like, okay, now go start from scratch somewhere else new, which is kind of hard to think about. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to plug Sugar and Spice before we do the power rankings? Yes. Okay, so... I mean, we're going to talk about food, so I love food, but even more than food, I love dating a lot, or at least talking about it anyways. <laughs> Personally, I'm not too good at it. Um, but so me and Amanda Walton, another girl over at the Journal, we have a podcast called A Date with Sugar and Spice, where we just talk about everything dating related about breakups, how to friend zone someone, um, best date ideas to do, what ghosting is, um, just anything that's to do with dating. So if you're ever interested in learning about dating or just hearing us make fun of ourselves, um, please turn into scnews.net <laughs> to listen to our podcast. That Absolutely. sounds great. It is great. That sounds really good. I need to tune into that. <laughs> yeah, definitely check it out. Um, all right, so we're looking at top five restaurants here. What, what was the hardest part of this for you guys? Did you have too many options, or did you have a hard time coming up with enough? What was it like? Well, for me, originally, when we were talking about top five restaurants, I thought we were just thinking all time. So, like, instantly, I just think of, like, I was thinking, like, everywhere, like, you know, just around the country. Like Ruth's Chris. Yeah, actually. No. McDonald's. I, 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 yeah, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A would take up, like, three slots. And then but we said, like, specific to Cedar City. And that made it difficult because I wasn't entirely sure. But after some thought, I think I got a good, a good lineup. But I'm curious to see how it matches up. Yeah, with. Cass, tell me about your experience. So, um... Like I said before, I love food, so it was hard for me to narrow down. I mean, there's not that many to pick from, so I had like nine on my list, but to go from nine to five was still pretty tough. We should say, Cedar City quietly, very solid food scene. Yes, not lots bad. of variety. Yeah, nope. there's more variety than you're expecting. If you just kind of fool around on Google Maps for a while, like I was just looking at Google Maps trying to come up with my five for this list, there's like three Thai places here that now I want to check out, so... Mm. Don't knock, don't knock Cedar City food too much. There, there's a lot of quality here. I'm going to start us off, if that's all right with you guys. Yes. Number five, and this is a, this is a curveball pick for you because <laughs> it's actually in Parowan, and it is not in our beautiful home of Cedar City, but it's on Main Street in Parowan. It is called Calvario's Family Restaurant. It is incredible. It has Mexican and American food, and it serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and they wow. have separate menus for each one. So I, I went there just kind of on a whim. I was just in Parowan, stopped in, checked it out. Um, I had a cowboy skillet there. Mm. It's just like skillet. You got some jalapenos. You got some potato. You got some chorizo. You got some steak. It killed me. I was just so, so overjoyed with the delicious. Oh, and two sunny side eggs on top. Oh, see, that is. Get out of here with that, please. <laughs> Too delicious. Calvario's open up a location in Cedar City. But it's really cool because it's like a family restaurant. They have like just a bunch of pictures of them throughout their years as a so hosting kind of like a hole in the wall. Not really a hole in the wall because it's like, it's pretty clear like where it is. You don't really have to like find it and okay. it's it's in Main Street, you know, but if you haven't really been in Parowan very much, you probably haven't checked it out. So I guess there's a hole in the wall in that way. 
Calvario's not higher only because it's so far away. If it was in, if it was on Main Street here, it would be a daily eat for me probably. <laughs> Number four, I'm going with Honolulu Grill. I love Hawaiian food. Mm. I love massive portions. Kind of a big guy, as you can tell. Um, love, love. It's not Mobetas. No disrespect to Honolulu Grill. But I just like variety and, you know, Honolulu Grill, pretty solid. Any thoughts on that? Are we going to see Honolulu Grill on your list, or is that... I, I can't say I've been there, but hey, I, I, might, I might cause some problems here. I'm not a big fan of, like, pineapple on stuff that isn't, like, fruity or ice cream. Yes, 100%. So, I know I... I you were children, both of you. I know. I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm worried, you know, that can usually ruffle some feathers, but so <laughs> I'm not sure how I'd feel about it. Uh, but that's just a pineapple thing, so... Next time we go to lunch, we got to check out Honolulu Grill. All right. All right, number three for me. This is a very tightly contested debate because I feel like there's three really good kind of drive-through quick Mexican places in town. You got Tacos del Jefe, you got Rita's, you got Alfredo's. I went with Tacos del Jefe. I love carne asada fries, so I think I go to Rita's more for carne asada fries. Mm. But top to bottom, the menu at Tacos del Jefe, it's just quality. I like the atmosphere. I like how the menu looks. It looks very Mexican. I went on my mission to Mexico, so like, it just brings me back to that time instantly. And the tortillas there, killer. <laughs> All right, number two for me, All-American Diner. Um, uh, I think All-American Diner is one of my favorites uh, in town. As um, The diner's just got breakfast options, whole bunch of different things available. Um, I love All-American Diner. Just a solid, good variety. Um, and the number one for me, as I, it's probably pretty evident, I love Mexican food. Casa de, de Don Miguel, which is on Main Street. I don't know if you've, you've probably driven past it a bunch. I don't know if either of you've been there. It's by like the Megaplex kind of, isn't it? No. Oh, it's by Midtown Tire and also by kind of by All American Diner. It's right mm-hmm. along that oh, little row. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. It's got a little orange sign with a cactus on it. Sit down diner. Really, really good Mexican food. Like authentic stuff that I hadn't really had much since I had been home. We're talking mole. We're talking chicken with chipotle. Like, it kills. Definitely check it out if you haven't been there. But that's my top five thoughts. So it sounds like you know where all the good Mexican places are. I mean... Yeah, I see a theme on your list. Yeah, because like, well, I feel like that's something that's kind of lacking for me. I don't really know where the good Mexican spots are. So. Can you handle spice, McKay? Or oh, you? I love spice. Big spice guy. Okay, yeah, then definitely. I, yeah, I love spice. you got to check out La Casa, uh, Casa de Don Miguel. we got to check that place out, too. Because I got avocado burritos with a nice spicy... Can you just say it again? La Casa de Don Miguel. It just sounds good. Yeah, you, know? you just like make I, it sound pretty. I don't even know if I can repeat <laughs> you, that. You put a little accent on it. You just don't say the D's all the way. And okay. all of a sudden it sounds more delicious. La Casa de Don Miguel. Sounds more delicious and it probably tastes better when you pronounce it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely check that out. Um, let's go over... Who wants to go first? McKay or Cassidy? I'm going with McKay. He you likes, want me to go first? Yeah, let's, I okay. bet Cassidy has a, a very well-thought-out list. No disrespect to you, McKay, but no, no, <laughs> I'm a little more curious here. <laughs> so uh, I, think, I think five will go Brad's. Um, okay. Just, just a quick place to grab a burger. I love milkshakes. Yes. Like, strawberry milkshakes yes. are just special to me. So Strawberry? I'm a chocolate guy. Oh, I yeah, love... Yeah, so like cookie dough or Oreo. Like, like Those aren't bad, but like I'm, I don't know what it is. I love strawberry-flavored, so right, I'll probably right. go Brad's. Uh, Centro, um, good pizza place. That was actually, I think, the first restaurant I went to when I came here. It was my uh, my first day working um, football fall camp, and that night uh, one of my work buddies took me there. So that, that's just kind okay. of a, a fun place to go to. Nostalgic almost. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And yeah. then 
you mentioned that you served your mission in Mexico, right? Yep. So your your list is pretty heavily yep, on yep, Mexican yep. food. Well, I served mine in Montana, so these top three are very <laughs> much uh, like Montana <laughs> places to eat. So number three would be uh, All American Diner. Yeah, that is my favorite breakfast place, possibly, yeah. possibly all time. Um, it, love yeah. love All American. That bacon is just special. Have you ever had their bagel sandwiches there? I haven't. No, I haven't. And that's the thing. There's there's so much you can get there. And all of it, I've just loved it. I always get a slam. (laughs) There's so much good food there, but I always just get the eggs, bacon, and hash. Yeah, just give me everything. Unstoppable. What what does Ron say? Give me all the bacon and eggs you can. So (laughs) I I love All-American. And then keeping the the Montana trend going, Rusty's, uh, the steakhouse up the canyon. Either of you been there? Mm -hmm. So so good. In anticipation for this episode. Tell me about Rusty's. So it's a steakhouse about, uh, I'd say like 10 minutes up yeah. the canyon. Um, and it's, it's expensive. It's pricey. Like, like the steaks, they're, they're expensive yeah, steaks. Yeah, a good steak place should be. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, you're, you're, it's well worth it. Uh, <laughs> great, great burgers too. But if you're going there, I mean, you got you to gotta get the steaks. And then uh, you can get cheese fries and all, all that Ooh. good stuff. So I, if I'm all like right. really, really feeling a treat yourself moment, like... Me and Cassie were talking yesterday. Sometimes you just got to treat yourself after yes. you do something. A nice, thick steak from Rusty's. Is that and, a reservation-only kind of place? Or oh, no, I've, I've, I've never had to do a reservation there. Sick. And, like, it's, Are you a regular there? I've, I've been, I think, three <laughs> times since I've been here. So so I, I haven't been super regular. Like, that's a very, like, I have to really do something well to earn myself a <laughs> Rusty's steak. I'll just don't throw those at me. Yeah. And then number one, I actually just got back from there, Charlie's. Okay. I, I knew it. I, I knew it. Yeah, I, I mean, it. that's like, you guys know me. I mean, Fry Cho's are my life. Actually, I didn't get fried toast today. I got their sampler plate, which just gives yeah. me a bit of everything. Um, Charlie's, though, just so good. Charlie's was number so six good. for me. Yeah, right, right, right around list. the bubble. Yeah. I Can love, I ask why? I love the fried show, but I feel like the rest of the menu options just don't don't hit enough for me. You know, I'm actually kind of staring away from the fried shows recently, really? though, because I've noticed what? the fries get so soggy. Mm-hmm. They get really yeah. soggy. So what I do is I get the sampler plate, you know, get, or not, not the sample. I get the two meal plate with okay. a side of fries and then I can just pretty much make my own fry shows and they don't get soggy. Okay. Interesting. I, so that, that's kind that's of the move brain. I've been making recently. And then plus you get like mashed potatoes and all that, get a bit more food. That's um, r- dude. When you're in, that's the play. We're all in college. We know. Yep. <laughs> you got to get as much food as you can so you can that's take home later. That's the one meal you're going to eat today. So you better make it worth <laughs> exactly, it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm glad I, someone knows what I'm talking about. I will about. say the Thunderbird sandwich, that's like half brisket, half yeah. pork. Very good. Good Over stuff. There. All right, Cassidy, hit me with your top five. I'm expecting nothing but just banger after banger, just great food after great food. Well, you see, I mean, you mentioned how you served your mission in Mexico, and McKay, you served in Montana. So I served in Mongolia, so I picked a bunch of Mongolian food. Woo! Okay. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> you don't want to eat that food. Um, okay, so just like looking at my list, they don't have like one common theme, um, and I think that kind of fits my personality because I get tired of the same thing over again, so I yeah. have to have variety. Yeah. Uh, I will say that I did cut All American Diner off my list, but it was super That's high sad. up there. It's very sad. Okay. <laughs> um, so my number five is Bonisa's Thai Cafe. Have you guys heard of it? I have not. <laughs> no, but it sounds delicious. I love Thai food. Oh my goodness! It's like it is a hole in wall place. Actually, a couple of my places are hole in wall. Okay. And I feel like they just have the best food, and it's this cute little family from Thailand that runs the place. There's like five or six tables in the entire restaurant. Oh, yes. And they're just so sweet. Solid. Yeah, those are always the best restaurants. You they know? really are, especially when it comes to like uh, international food. You want those hole in the wall kind of places, in my and opinion. McKay, if you like spice, Thai is the way to go, dude. See, when I when I, when I talk Thai about food. spice, I'm usually talking about like Mexican food spice. 
Thai spice is like curry? a whole, yeah, that's a whole nother spice. Like, yeah, you'll be sweating. Yeah, get some wet towels and like be, <laughs> be, be prepared because that stuff is, that stuff's another level. All right, Cass, hit us with number four. Number four is the pizza cart. Have you guys okay. gone to the pizza cart? I've I, seen it I on my way not. to Honolulu Grill, but I've never actually got it. So the pizza cart is right next to like Tropical Smoothie, kind of by Walmart in that area. Um, and I like okay. it better than like the Pizza Factory. I haven't been to Centro yet, um, but I think this is a little bit cheaper than Centro. And I think that's mm. why I like it just because price wise. But they have this like wonderful dessert pizza that has like Nutella and raspberry and this huh. most amazing, beautiful cream cheese icing on top of it. Ooh. It has changed my life. That sounds good. Oh, no. That you sounds like, too good. Oh, yeah. You go just for that sometimes. Yeah, okay. Uh, I like where you're headed with that. Okay, so then number three is Park Place. Have you guys been to Park Place? Oh, dude, I forgot about Park Place. It's a Park classic. Place, move over whatever was number two for me. Park Place? Ooh, <laughs> I love Park Place. So good, because they have like sandwiches, but then they also have crepes there. Mm. But the crepes, they can do sweet or savory. Yes. And it is so, and they're like fat too. Like that, if you're looking, if you're a poor college student, that will feed you for a day, no problem. My only complaint, the sandwiches at Park Place, very small. I'm, I'm, I never come away full from a Park Place sandwich, but it's so delicious that it's like, okay, it's, I'll supplement this with some pizza rolls later. It's okay. <laughs> well, and I just like the vibe of the place. It's very, like, hipster, yeah. cool. Like, you feel, you just feel like you're a cool college student when you're in there. <laughs> and sometimes I like to feel cool, so. That's it's it's important. <laughs> All right, Cass, are we on number two now? Yes, we are. Number two is the Brick House. So I had to pick hmm. Brick House because it's just like a classic go-to, like good burger, good sandwich place. Plus they have bomb sweet potato fries and I am always good for some sweet potato fries. Okay. And they have like some caramel dipping sauce in there. Mm. Ooh. Mm. You cannot go wrong with it. Is it, where is that at? Um, Brick House is on Main Street, right next to hot- uh, like a hotel. Okay. So it's literally like three minutes from campus. Well, dang, that might be another bucket list one I got to try. Oh, it's sounds good. 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 All right. Number one, Cassidy, food expert. Reveal number one for us, please. Oh, my. This just makes me happy thinking about it. It is Alfredo's, the Mexican restaurant. Good call. Okay. I love this place for a lot of different reasons. Number one, it's called Alfredo's, but it's Mexican food. So it's like what's Italian name. Yeah. It's like confusing, which makes you interested. Like you are an interesting location. Number two, when you go into the restaurant, half of it is red, orange, and yellow. The other half is purple and green. So like how do those (laughs) correlate? I don't know, but I love it. (laughs) And, like, it's open 24 hours. It's just, like, two cooks back there. They're making your food. And it's just cheap, greasy, delicious American Tex-Mex food. And it is the most perfect combination in all of Cedar City, in my opinion. Yeah, I I think atmosphere plays in a lot more than I was initially considering. But now that you're mentioning that, I, I, I do like a place that I can, like, just enjoy being there as much as the food is good. You yeah. Know? Um, what do you feel like Cedar City is missing in terms of food? Because we mentioned a lot of Mexican, a little bit of Thai, a lot of American food. I'm thinking Italian. That's that's, that's what, what I was, was going to say. A good pasta place. Yeah. Yeah. Noodles and Company. Just I would, kidding. I, I, I love noodles. <laughs> I like, you guys love like that. noodles and Company? Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not a noodles guy? I hate noodles and Company. Why? I just, I, it's well, not very good. What do you get there? I, I've had Pad Thai there. I've had just like mac and cheese. Have you had the Penny Rosa? No. That's good. Like, that's just a good, like, spicy pasta. Okay. I'll the chicken's good. Yeah. I'm always down to get pasta shot because pasta is delicious. I haven't really liked anything else there. Like, that's the only thing that I'll get there. Cass, you seem like a big noodles person. Oh, I love pasta. Um, I usually get, like, the Alfredo or, like, the Zoodles has been, like, my newest kick. Mm. And every time I've gotten them, I've been, like, pretty impressed, actually. I'm not going to lie. I'm not an expert in terms of food. Like, I eat a Cliff Bar for breakfast pretty much every day. Like, <laughs> it's better than no breakfast. Hey, that's protein. <laughs> hey, 
six weeks ago, I was on that no breakfast grind. So this is progress for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think Italian is the next, because I know that there's one like kind of schmoozy Italian place on like kind of where, where Vivint and all that stuff is on the west side of town. Um, oh, yeah. Never checked it out. It looks a little like just a little bit nice. So I'm not ready to just show up in flip-flops because that's usually how I go to restaurants. <laughs> um, Even in February? I mean, socks and flops, dude. Okay, okay. You know, you know about the socks and slides. Yeah, for life. sure, okay, for sure. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, you don't rock socks and slides, Cass. I don't see a problem. Um, when it's late at night, but like walking around going to a restaurant, Walmart, I would rock them. Going to a restaurant, though, probably You not. wouldn't show up to Alfredo's in socks and sandals. Oh, no, no. I get Alfredo's in the car, and then I go home and watch Netflix. That's what I'm saying. Great move. That's the play. That's always the play. It has been always been the play. It will always be the play because drive through restaurants, far superior. Such a millennial way of thinking, <laughs> not wanting to sit down in a restaurant and eat and just take it home so you can watch Netflix, but it's just kind of how we are. Yeah. I, I wonder why that is. I, we don't like talking to people, I guess. I'm extremely antisocial, so I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. <laughs> yeah, I think we all are. I'm okay with just grabbing food, going back to my place, and turning on some Parks and Rec. Do you, how many times have you watched Parks and Rec all the way through? Oh, shoot. I don't know, because I just kind of bounce around. Okay. But probably I'd say like at least five times. Oh, my like, gosh. I, I am okay. dedicated There's to that There's so show. much TV out there. I know, <laughs> and I'm like, I am just locked on to... Try something I'm, new. I'm, I'm so connected to Parks and Rec, though. Cass, what do you think the show you watch the most, most is? Um, I'd either say The Office or Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. That's Great. one I've never. It's trash. I'm sorry. I've never even yeah, dabbled um, in that one. It looks a little too soapy. Now. I'm sorry. <laughs> if we want to get into a little heated discussion, we can. But I just don't think it's a good show. Go for it. Wait, heated why discussion. Do, <laughs> why don't you think it's a good show? It's like, well, first off, it's not funny. Okay. No, so, it's not a comedy. It's so, not Parks and Rec. I know. So like, so if, if a show's not funny, then it's got to be like. It's got to have good, like, yeah, characters, good, good acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good, like, dynamic. No, it doesn't. The acting is not good. The storylines are just atrocious. I mean, I don't, I don't work in the medical field, and even I know that that stuff is just so out of whack. Like, I'd rather watch Scrubs, you know? Like, it's got some decent storylines. It's funny. So, okay, I have so many yeah, things to yeah. say to this. Number one, I watched an interview yesterday on YouTube, and he and um, Elle, who's like Ellen Pope, who's the main character, Meredith Grey, she even talked about how that most of what the stories they tell are based on true stories that have happened, like, in the ER in different procedures, yep. which is so cool to think about. Like... So, number one, you're learning. You learn in that show about medical stuff really? and all the crazy things that Okay, we need a medical expert out there to tell <laughs> us how incredibly wrong that show is. You bring me up to my second point. I also watched a YouTube video about a doctor who watched Grey's Anatomy. Did he say it was 100% accurate? Absolutely not. I bet your Parks and Rec isn't absolutely accurate of what it's like to work in the Parks Ooh. and Rec department. But I'm not watching that, that show matter, for accuracy. Yeah, I'm watching fun. that show to make me happy. But, <laughs> but she's not, not watch- watching yet. Yeah, I'm not watching it for accuracy either. I'm not, like just watching it because it's entertaining and cool to learn. But he did say some of the things are similar. Can I ask you guys something yes. not at all related? How much time <laughs> do you spend watching YouTube compared to streaming services like Netflix and Hulu? Well, I use YouTube for my job. But you don't use it for entertainment? Not really, no. Okay. So like, you're only looking up tutorials? Pretty much, yeah. Cass, what about you? Um, I only look at YouTube when I'm interested in, like, one specific topic. So, like, I'll, like, get fixated on one topic, like Grey's Anatomy, and watch it for, like, a couple of days and then be over it. Um, so I don't use it that often. Probably, like, two or three times a month I really actually, like, go there to learn about a new subject. Yeah. Um, I kind of spend a lot of time on YouTube. Like, really? I, let, like, regularly go to my sub box. I'll watch like three or four 15 minute videos 
and I don't know, man. It's it's becoming more and more interesting. It's it's underappreciated how great it is that YouTube is free. Yeah, like that's, that's a good. Point. That's amazing, especially like for my job, like where I just learn everything that I do from YouTube. Honestly, also just like globally, like there's so many people out there that just don't want to pay for Netflix, and there's infinite content out there on YouTube that they 100%. can consume. Well, I, that's probably going to be the end of our Thundercast today. Not a very sports-heavy um, Thundercast for us. I'm very grateful for Cassidy joining us today. You want to plug you. Sugar and Spice one more time? Um, please, guys. You know, it's summer semester. You're bored. You want a date. Listen to our show. We'll show you how. Yeah, absolutely. McKay, thank you for joining me as well. That's all we've got today. We'll be back next week with the Thundercast. Make sure to listen in. Listen in.